Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 16th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the separation of powers. That is one of the great solutions we have at our fingertips, along with celebrating the supreme law of the land, the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America, our clear guide to liberty. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is a freedom-loving, faith-filled, fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. Uh, yesterday, we talked with Brian Rust and Kelly Finnegan uh, in detail about the Honest Money Report and how they're manipulating on paper big time. We talked about Biden fires warning shot. Yeah, he plans to raise income taxes, death taxes capital gains taxes, corporation or corporate taxes, not to mention the ever-persistent inflation. It's a time bomb, ladies and gentlemen. You have to kiss your retirement or your savings goodbye. We talked about it's official the Joe Biden recession is in full force. No matter how much the corrupt media in the White House try to lie and manipulate the truth, it is a shame and a recession. What is a recession, you ask? Well, believe it or not, the National Bureau of Economic Research the NBER, I don't know if you know this, but they're the ones that define the starting and ending of what's called a recession in America today, believe it or not. This unapproved, non-government, third-party organization decides what the recession in America. NBER has its own definition of what constitutes a recession. They say, namely, the decline of economic activity spread across the economy, and then they have a bunch of other factors. But who put them in charge? Who says they're the ones that define what it is? Well, the problem is they're going to say, if you don't follow the NBER's direction, then you're guilty of fake news, you see. Wow, folks, it is a tragic shame. We talked about, uh, they call it harm reduction, where uh, Joe Biden literally is funding drug vending machines. They're drug supply vending machines in rural Kentucky. They're spending $3.6 million to help fuel the drug epidemic with this thing. It's insane. It's insane. All right. We also talked about this uh, um, HR uh, 8404. We really call it the Misnamed Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, It's coming, they say, next week. They say it'll be very close. This bill will force same-sex, child brides, incestuous, and polygamous marriages on the nation. Now, I hear that this is uh, scheduled for next week, but then I also hear that they put it off till after the election because they don't have the support. Only time will tell. Our prayers are with the solutions. Believe it or not, then yesterday we also had on Dick Morris, American political consultant and author uh, with us. He's a strategist. Trump thinks he's a political pro. Uh, He talked about his book, The Return, Trump's big 2024 comeback. 
Uh, and we talked about that Trump paid off these FBI Russian informants against Donald Trump clearly committing election fraud. Yeah, the FBI committing election fraud. Morris says, I don't believe that President Trump sent these documents to Mar-a-Lago to get burned by the FBI. He did it on purpose. The FBI is the one uh, that feels in fear. That's why the raid, says Dick Morris. He says, Trump indictment unlikely after the judge's ruling. Dick says, don't believe Hillary. She's going to run. And uh, hopefully we can stop or defund the new IRS agents next year after the Republicans take control. Uh, anyway, then we had on Eldon Stahl doing a great job. We talked about a congressional scorecard based on the U.S. Constitution. We talked about the Freedom Index, the freedomindex.org, California's Newsom signs, social media bill, a disaster bill, by the way, because they say California will not stand by while these social media groups just spew hate speech. We need to remove hate speech and, uh, you know, stop these people using social media. He says, this is Newsom, hey, social media has been weaponized to spread hate and disinformation. We're not going to let it happen on our watch. Bottom line is it's controlling more and more free speech, using projection, claiming that we're all guilty of hate speech, but their hate agenda is on full display Ladies and gentlemen. All right, with that, that's a recap of yesterday's show. Uh, Dr. Bradley, you want to comment on any of those topics before we get in gear today? Well, probably all of them, but let's let's move on. <laughs> I mean, it's it's honestly, every one of them is uh, just ripe fruit hanging there to be picked uh, near the ground. I mean, it's a, the fact of the matter is that, that we're in a target-rich environment. Uh, you can shoot any direction you want. You've got a worthy target. Um, there's so much mud being thrown against the wall uh, by those that are seeking to, you know, overthrow the liberty of the land. It's just astonishing to me that uh, we have people in power that are actually, they're, none of them are solving the problem. All of them are part of the problem. So, you know, we can clean house, uh, well, at least in the If we would. House yes, sir. If we would. We would. If we, if yeah, we, we could get rid of a third of the Senate paper, we, all at once, too. Yeah, that's right. Well, 35 Senate uh, House, I mean, 35 Senate seats are up for grabs. Normally, it's a 33, 33, 34 kind of thing, but there's been a little uh, extra Shake vacancy up. there. So, anyway, yeah, yeah 35, uh, we have a huge opportunity, ladies and gentlemen. You could reduce the, or release the whole House from service and replace them entirely in well over a third of the Senate. 35 is a huge number, but that's if we, the people, would get it done. Now, I find it interesting the mainstream press looks to a guy like Dick Morris for guidance. He's the political strategist. He keeps in touch with Trump, according to my interview yesterday. He keeps in touch with Trump all the time. I mean, I wouldn't turn to guys like Dick Morris. Morris uh, has worn other coats and hats before. He, uh, of course, was a real close ally of the Clintons. It's an interesting thing that political pundits... Uh, you know they're there. They're mercenaries. They're uh, <laughs> they're the one. They they go where the money is. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I I don't think we can take anything to the bank that some of these insiders insiders say. I think we've got to use wisdom and understanding. We've got to base our judgments on correct principles. We Amen. just can't um, uh, take a blanket response and put people in boxes and put them on the shelf and assume that they're there. I saw a Buchanan thing about the war in Ukraine. But I have to say, you know, Buchanan says a lot of good things, but uh, I I think that 
he's he's not covering the all those bases with this one let's put it that way so we've got to keep alert and attentive and use correct principles as our scale and not some of the twisted perverted you know new definitions that have been thrown out there roger that sir now dick morris believes that hillary will run again donald will run again donald will not be indicted and he'll win the presidency uh, in 24 what do you say to all that Oh, I think Hillary always is is looking to somehow feather her nest, and I don't know if she's going away. I, I think what happened is they brought out a tired old shoe when they brought Joe Biden out because nobody wanted the absolute, I mean, even regular Americans on Main Street were recognizing that there were communists that were in the bevy of beauties that they were presenting to us back in uh, 2020 in the uh, debates. I mean, holy cow, Kamala Harris was uh, below 1% support by the Democrats themselves. All, uh, the people can see, wait, wait, uh, if this is the best we got, we're going to lose everything. And so they brought out this tired old shoe, Joe Biden, that uh, is cognitively uh, challenged. And uh, so some of the old time Democrats said we'll support him. And then with the fraudulent activities, he won. But uh, I think that that might be some of the motivation with, with Hillary. She'll, she's always looking to, um, uh, you know, kind of come in the limelight and be in the forefront. She's unqualified to cross the street alone. I mean, if we wanted to talk about it, we could talk about her security violations, her uh, challenges for every step of the way where she's come from uh, in Arkansas. I mean... I, I just can't see that anybody could see that this was going to go somewhere happy for for those that wanted to remain in power in the Democrat Party. Uh, Donald Trump, um, it's kind of problematic, I think, with, uh, I, I don't, people, people are so polarized by him. People stand by him and would go to hell for him. Uh, saying that he's the savior, but the fact of the matter is he's not. His appointments of, of uh, insiders, the deep state, to his administration probably exceeded Obama's. His support of uh, globalist efforts like uh, the USMCA, uh, it's, it's part of the regional arrangements of the United Nations. His support of uh, red yeah, he flag He talked laws. America first, but it wasn't really America first, was it? Well, you know, he did some good things. I'll give him that. I mean, he pulled out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, but then he threw it into the United States-Canada-Mexico thing that uh, basically put NAFTA on steroids. He pulled us out of uh, oh, the, the Green Peace thing that was happening in Paris. But uh, some of the other things, I say, where does he come up with this? Uh, where he, he red flag laws, for crying out loud, destruction of the Second Amendment, the... The idea of paying for uh, parenthood, I mean, it's an enigma to me. I, I don't think we can say it's He's a sure thing. He's got pretty dang good instinct, ladies and gentlemen, but he doesn't understand the supreme laws of our land, and he doesn't understand the direction of the Founding Fathers. That's the problem. Quick pause. Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman on your radio. 
Come celebrate the supreme law of the land at Loving Liberty's Constitution Day Dinner. Have you ever asked yourself, what's so great about America? Find out with guest speakers Lawrence Reed from Atlanta and Jeff Uch from Tucson, Arizona. We will also be introducing our new podcast, Ask an Immigrant. Join us Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Located at Liberty Hall, 3677 North 2000 West, Far West, Utah. Get your tickets today at lovingliberty.net. That's lovingliberty.net. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live. I'm, I'm declaring an audible and changing what we're going to talk about uh, on the fly here with Dr. Scott Bradley. We're going to talk about Rand Paul uh, and how he schooled Fauci. We're going to do that coming up. We've also got another interesting soundbite that's fascinating from Glenn Beck. We'll get to both of those things. But first, I want to talk about, they say 5 million have illegal aliens have entered the country since Joe and the Democratic Party took office. All right. The border states are suffering big time. Uh, and the bottom line is the Biden administration is still peddling this lie that, hey, you know, it's not really a border crisis. Well, these uh, conservative state leaders, if you will, I don't know if you can call them conservative, but there you have it. Republican governors, whatever they are uh, in Arizona, Florida and Texas have now been busing illegals all over the country into these, quote, sanctuary cities, Washington, D.C., uh, Chicago, other places. And now uh, these mayors uh, and these state governors are starting to declare emergencies all over the country saying, hey, we've got, you know, uh, too many migrants. And they're attacking the Republicans relentlessly saying, how dare you ship them off as if you don't care about life and this and that. And the battle's on. But here's what I mean when I ended the last segment talking about the Constitution. These people might be conservative in the current today's lexicon, but they don't understand the Constitution at all. None of them. Uh, the bottom line is they act like, hey, um, shipping the illegals to different cities, it's a great political ploy, meaning it sounds good. And it certainly makes the other, um, you know, sanctuary cities and everybody else, the other people, uh, feel the heat. I get all that. 
But ladies and gentlemen, think about this for a second. Joe Biden was bringing illegals in and sending them on airplanes and buses to different spots in the nation, right? Well, the Republicans and everybody criticized Joe for doing that. Hey, he's bringing the illegals into the interior of the country, spreading them across America, doing it by night, by bus, by plane. Shame on Joe. Well, now these Republican leaders are literally helping Joe with that program. They're sending illegals, supposedly to make the other guys feel the pain. But both of them are accomplishing the same thing. Let's bring, let the border leak like a sieve, bring in illegals and ship them all over the country. Whether you do it Joe's style, we love illegals and we're going to bring them in and just not care about the border and lie and say it's secure. Or you can do it for the Republican reason, which is we want to make the other guys feel the heat. Let's pass this political football to make them, you know, cry uncle or whatever. Both of them are shipping people inside the country. It's just two strategies. And what I find fascinating, um, neither of them understand, but both of them are accomplishing the same goals, but for different reasons. And both sides are applauding the same actions, if you will. Different reasons, but same actions, Dr. Bradley. Well, you bring up a very interesting point. Um, some of your list, our listeners may be... <clears throat> You know, I've looked at, uh, you know, World War II, there were the, let's take Europe, for example, um, uh, the invasion at D-Day and the, the maps that were presented uh, that showed the position of the advances of the Allied forces and where the, uh, the Nazi opposition was. And, you know, we had um, paratroopers being dropped behind lines and uh, you could look at the Ukraine uh, maps that show where the different forces are at this particular time and the ebb and flow of the battles. Uh, but uh, truthfully, uh, what's happening with the distribution of, of these uh, foreign invasion forces, whether they're in D-Day or in, in Ukraine or wherever, or uh, our country here, uh, the country is being immersed uh, in, in a very heavy, heavy dose of invasion. And you, you bring up a good point to the fact that we're, distrib we're, you know, we're distributing them, whether you're a Biden fan or a, a DeSantis fan, you know. Um, and, and really, the, the real answer is it shouldn't be happening at all. Nobody should be allowed in. And, um, and honestly, the Congress has created the... Uh, very generous uh, approach to um, the immigration. We have probably, certainly, the most uh, generous offerings of, of a legal immigration program uh, the, from any nation and maybe from all nations combined. And it's based upon a melting pot philosophy. Only, you know, a million new ones. I don't know the number exactly, but it's probably something like that. A, a million new people every year. We can assimilate them and welcome them, and uh, only 7% from each given country maximum, and that prevents the idea of being completely overrun by a particular country that wants to get in. Uh, those are all well established, but we have uh, an unwillingness to carry out a constitutional mandate that the president needs to carry out the laws. He takes an oath to do that, and since Biden's come in, uh, we, you know, you mentioned 5 million. I don't know what the number is. They say a couple of million have come in this year. 
1.7 were turned back. What, what happened last year? I mean, uh, we have an invasion force in the United States that should have been deflected at the border. Uh, and any nation that cannot or will not uh, preserve its borders cannot and will not remain a nation. Now, I think the states have every obligation to deport these people. But in my opinion, to ship them into the interior, whether it's for Joe's reasons, we love illegals, send them to sanctuary cities and please let them vote plan that the Republicans criticize, or whether it's that we can't take the heat at the border, it's overwhelming to us, we're going to ship them to you and see how you like it plan. Both of them are accomplishing the same goal, which is bring illegals in, spread them all across the country. You're bringing in gang members, you're bringing in rapists, you're bringing in drug dealers and and uh, criminal organization, whether it be drug trafficking, uh, sex trafficking, child trafficking, uh, cartel kind of people, along with maybe good people that do need help. But the, but the problem is it's all being done illegally, in my opinion, on both counts. I don't see how the Republicans, because they have a, quote, more holy cause, or supposed, um, I don't see how there, it's any different. Uh, illegal A member that's going to uh, wreak havoc on our society for whatever reason. I don't care if they got there because the Republicans wanted to make a point or the Democrats love the illegals. Either way, that person's here ready to literally wreak havoc on our nation and our rule of law in America today. I don't see how one's better than the other, Doctor. They're both well, out in the weeds. Look, look at the invasion maps that I, you know, kind of inferred might be, you know, analogized there. You know, here we have an invasion force that's coming in by land. It's encroaching on our southern border. They have come so far inland. But we have paratroopers being dropped in different major metropolitan areas across the United States that are behind the lines kind of things. And it's kind of like, holy cow. Um, can't we see that this is a well-planned and carried-out invasion plan that uh, that truly is is undermining the value and uh, the stability of the nation? You can't have an open migration policy, an open-door policy in a uh, socialist welfare state. You just can't. You could not possibly. Meet. I mean, we're going to have seven billion people knocking on the door asking for a bowl of soup. You run out of soup after a while, and who is providing all of this? There, there's got to be a reasonable, logical, considered approach to this, and that was originally established. And if we look at Article Two of the Constitution, the president shall take care that laws be faithfully executed. The president has not done that, but. And, you know, if you, if you want to look at Article 1, Section 10, you're right. The states do have a right to stop invasions and, and militarily could be on the table. I mean, it's, it's astonishing to me that we are just groaning and rolling over as a nation as literally millions of invasion force come in. And, and who is who's paying for this? Well, the, the, the economy is being absolutely decimated by it. And something that over the last 10, 15 years that we never saw, really, except for in some real inner cities, beggars on our streets. I mean, we got beggars outside Walmart. We got beggars at the uh, uh, parking lot access. We got beggars outside restaurants. We've got, and I don't know the story behind all of these people, but the people are on the street begging now, and, and it's, it's starting to uh, be more and more visible, you know.
Yes, it so, is, because the, whether it's the homeless in America, whether it's the illegals, the problem is it's hard to know who's who. It's hard to know who's illegal. It's hard to know who's a criminal. It's hard to, you know, pretty soon they're, what they're trying to do is ratchet up the illegal votes. That's why Trump or Biden is suing uh, Arizona, saying illegals should be able to vote, whether it's the illegals or the homeless or our society is literally being intentionally breached, infiltrated. Uh, it is literally an invasion, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and the bottom line is it's making every community in America less secure. Now, then what we do is we say defund the cops. So now we have less police on the streets because of budgetary problems with inflation. Uh, we have less ability for uh, search and rescue or any kind of services. Ladies and gentlemen, they're intentionally creating a civil war as far as I can tell. And the Republicans, they're doing exactly what the Democrats want. They just have a holier cause reason. That's a lie. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live with Dr. Scott Bradley. FreedomsRisingSun.com in seconds. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. U.S. Federal Judge Raymond Deary has been chosen to become the special master and represent both sides in the Department of Justice, President Trump documents dispute. Countless mourners waited for hours Thursday in a line that stretched almost five miles across London for a chance to spend a few minutes filing past Queen Elizabeth II's coffin. The Biden administration for two years has ignored the invasion of illegal immigrants flooding the U.S.-Mexico border. Millions of people have entered the United States under Biden's watch, and lawmakers in Washington, D.C. don't really seem to care. That was until a plane load of these people entering the United States illegally ended up in Martha's Vineyard, New York City, and Chicago, Illinois. They're being sent by border state governors to allow lawmakers to share the burden of such an invasion. Well, it worked. Just about every talking head has an opinion now. Florida Democrat Bill Keating on mainstream media's CNN. Well, it was using taxpayer money for chartered jets and reportedly his own video photographer to, to capture this for his own political benefit, uh, taking advantage of uh, women and children, men uh, who didn't know where they were going. Americans and illegal immigrants continue to die from the unsecure border. The surge of drugs into our country and immigrants drowning attempting to cross the raging Rio Grande River has many leaders looking the other way. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis tells President Biden to do his job. Now, what would be the best is for Biden to do his damn job and secure the border. The Chiefs beat the Chargers 27-24 in the first all-streaming Thursday night football game on Amazon's Prime Video last night. A stunning image of Comet Leonard breakup wins top astronomy photography prize of 2022 at the National Maritime Museum in Greenwich, UK. USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. 
Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. All right, we've got a little bit more on this border issue to discuss. So the Democrats and Republicans are literally doing the same thing, shipping all kinds of criminals and 'er ne'er-do-wells to the interior of the country. Uh, And you have different reasons is um, what I find fascinating. Um, I'm not sure why we think that the Republicans can ship everybody internal to the country, and that's good news. Hey, make those Democrats pay. Let them see the light by the pressure, by the heat, by the what. But, folks, we were critical when Donald was bringing illegals in. I'm sorry, when Biden was bringing illegals in. Why are we critical when the uh, why aren't we critical when the Republicans are bringing them in for a different reason? Look, we need to stop this crisis. It needs to stop at the border and it needs to happen immediately. But you know what? You got to ask, what is Title 42? Why is Biden planning to end it? Title 42 was implemented in the Trump administration. And it allows U.S. Border Patrol agents and Customs and Border um, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol officers to go ahead and immediately expel illegals from the country without having to let them declare asylum first. Well, Joe wants to get rid of Title Forty Two. This is disaster. It'll probably double or triple the amount of illegals coming into the country. Uh, this is the problem we face. There's war in America. And I don't even know whose side who's on anymore, Dr. Bradley. Well, just a, a brief comment on Title 42. I know the time is fleeing, but uh, uh, Title 42 is a uh, public health order. And basically, it, it's, it's, it's a variation of something that's always been here. I remember my, my last family member that immigrated to the United States happened in the 1890s, uh, back through Ellis Island. Uh, my grandmother came through, and uh, uh, they stop you at the border and, and examine, okay, do you have any uh, communicable diseases? So if you had leprosy or, or tuberculosis or something like that, they didn't let you in. They sipped you back. And, and of course, if you, be, if, if you had, and there's other aspects to it too, if you're going to become a public ward, if uh, they were going to have to take taxpayer dollars to support, you had to have a visible means of support or you had to have a sponsor that was willing to take responsibility to provide for you. So you didn't become a ward of the of the government and the taxpayer. At any rate, they've always had regulations like this. Well, back in 2020, um, Trump uh, and his CDC said, well, if, you know, based on the COVID thing, if uh, there's a, a chance you're bringing a communicable disease in, we can stop you at the border and turn you around. Well, the Biden administration has determined, no, we ain't going to do that no more. And there's been a number of states, uh, I don't remember the number, something probably close to half, about 24, I think, anyway, of the states that say, wait, wait, wait. We are in a meltdown here with our economy and all the other draconian things that are going on because of a communicable disease, and you're saying you can have an open border that doesn't even check for stuff like this? Are you kidding? Well, Biden wants to say, no, we're, we're not going to consider that anymore. And uh, under the Trump administration, it gave the Border Patrol people a, a good opportunity to turn people around and send them home. 
but Biden has is intended and announced that he will suspend that. What? I mean, come on. All of the oriented awfuls that are going on because of this uh, pandemic, and yet you're saying people can come in even if they're carriers and never, oh, come on, what's going on? What could go wrong with that? Well, it's in court now, and and it yet still might be suspended. And the, the head of the Border Patrol sent out a memo here recently that said basically, hey, if that happens, we got to bunker up and hunker down because we'll probably double the rate of influx of those that are coming in illegally. Now, think about that. If we got a problem now, people, and we double that, if the Border Patrol people are overwhelmed now, they're, they're simply, it's, it's insanity what's happening right now at the border. And the president's constitutional mandate to carry out the laws that are out there is completely being ignored. And, oh, no uh, doubt about it. In fact, now the, what the Republicans are doing is taking a poll. They're going, hey, do you want to take a poll, Sam? Are we, are we uh, experiencing an invasion? And so the Republicans want to take a poll. See, all this poll is just about, hey, how are they going to walk or behave? Or, instead of standing by principle uh, or understanding morality and, and standing up for what is right, okay, these people just want to take another poll. It's just shocking. Anyway, well, enough of that. It's a form of democracy. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, it's, well, it's a I, form of sanity. converted democracy is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, it certainly is. And democracy is going to destroy this country. Amen. So. Sad, sad but true. We have a constitutional republic, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget it. And the only way back is to turn to God Almighty. Let's be very clear on the solutions. Uh, in fact, Glenn Beck is starting to kind of understand this reality check. Headline says Glenn Beck withdraws support for an Article V or Article Five Convention of States. Um, he rejects a con-con. Here is the soundbite from Glenn. Then we'll talk about it. Convention of States. Um, I've been a pretty big supporter, vocal supporter. I'm reversing that today um, because after some real thought and prayer, we are not the people to open up this sacred document. We are not the people. That was a God-inspired document that was divinely written, and you can read it from I don't know how many founders Benjamin Franklin even said that. The very hand of God was involved in the writing of that document. Do you believe that we could send delegates to a convention today that would have that kind of inspiration, that when they got to an impasse, somebody would be there like Ben Franklin that would say, let's pause and all go to church and pray. And they didn't politic, they prayed. I, I am not for opening that Constitution anymore. Um, because we are not the people. When we are the people, I'll be for it again. When we have demonstrated our humility and our obedience to God, and I'm afraid it's just going to take a massive beatdown of our country to get to that place. But someday we will be humble enough. We will recognize God. We will not be an enemy to God. We will not be so arrogant. And when we're those people, I will support the um, Convention of States.
but I withdraw my support, and I'm sorry to say that, but I withdraw my support. But it is because of the fact that this Constitution is wholly inadequate for anyone other than a religious and moral people. We are not those people, and we should not stain this document. Amen. I think Glenn's finally right. I'm glad you came to the truth on this, Glenn. It's taken you a long time, brother, but I'm glad you're there. Um, There's two things I want to mention. He says, when we become that kind of people, he's for it again. We won't be that kind of people until the Savior Jesus Christ comes, my friend. So you're going to have a little while to wait. But in the meantime, I'm glad you've come to the knowledge of the truth, and I hope you stay there. Dr. Bradley, your thoughts? Well, Glenn is absolutely speaking great wisdom in in this particular instance, and I applaud what he's done. I think we should commemorate and celebrate that. Uh, He has a great listenership, and uh, the people, uh, I mean, the guys that are for this, the Mark Mecklers and the, uh, you know, the people of the the, uh, uh, Article 5 convention people, convention of the states, we could talk about that at length. I know time is short. But they're delusional if they think they're going to improve on anything. Much of what they want to do is restore uh, what was a failure formula in the founding era that caused the convention to come together in 1787 because the Articles of Confederation had clauses in it that they want to re-implement, and the founders had found them to be failure formulas. It is absolutely delusional. And, uh, you know, Glenn referred to very briefly, and it wasn't in that soundbite, Uh, a letter that was written back in uh, 1788, right after the Constitution had had been ratified. Well, it was ratified in the summer of 88, so it had been some months. But there was an effort there to call another convention. And uh, James Madison, father of the Constitution, brilliant mind. I I wish there was time to maybe just read that to you because it applies on steroids today uh, because every single person, that was involved in the original convention, was still alive, could have been called back into session, could have added their wisdom and what they had learned during the convention, the arduous summer that they spent debating and discussing. And and Madison was absolutely terrified over another convention. And what we have today, we don't have people that are worthy to stand in the shadow of those people that God raised up to found this nation. They are completely unfounded. And, and some of the most, quote-unquote, brilliant minds that are most vocal about uh, starting the convention again are the ones that are trying to go back to the failed formulas of the Articles of Confederation and other stupid and delusional things that they're proposing. Anyway, All right, ladies and gentlemen, back. Glenn Beck in seconds. Uh, well, I should say this. Dr. Bradley in seconds talking about Glenn Beck. Uh, This is interesting, and I say good for Glenn. We'll talk about it. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. 
With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. A big shout out to Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck reverses himself. I hope he doesn't continue to do so, but good on him for this one. He's trending in the right direction, no doubt about it. Glenn Beck withdraws support for an Article 5 convention. Uh, he rejects a con-con, and his, basically his statement on this I find fascinating as well. He basically says, look, folks, we are not the people. We're not moral enough. We're not religious enough. It would be disaster. And boy, howdy, is he spot on. And boy, howdy, is he finally aligned with us who have been constitutionalists from the beginning. And he's also aligned with the Founding Fathers. Uh, James Madison uh, was fearful of this very um, situation even in his day. We should be a thousandfold more fearful in our day. Because just think, who would be up there as delegates? I mean, just think about that for a minute. Who would be there? Oh, it would be disaster, folks. And here's James Madison's wise words uh, on this very topic. Dr. Bradley? Okay, as we bring that one up, we ought to first of all mention that Ben Franklin uh, at the end of the convention said, I doubt, too, whether any other convention we can obtain may be able to make a better constitution. He had been through the debates. They saw the risk they were at, the tenuous. Uh, it, it was one of those things that it, they could have fallen off the cliff any time, and there was danger of that. But in, in November of uh, 1788, uh, there was still a movement to call another convention together. The Constitution had been ratified. And there was a movement to say, no, 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 we're gonna, we need to do this again. But here's what James Madison wrote. If a general convention, I will parenthetically remark, we've talked on this show often enough that uh, the United States government is the general government. It, a, a general convention would address the form of government the United States was going to have. It isn't a national government. Or it, it isn't a, uh, a federal government. It's a national government that is federal and both. So it's a general government. That's the term they used. Okay, so going back to Madison. If a general convention were to take place for the avowed and sole purpose of revising the Constitution, it would naturally consider itself as having a greater latitude than the Congress appointed to administer and support as well as to amend the system. It would consequently give greater agitation to the public mind and election to it, to the convention, 
an election into it would be courted by the most violent partisans on both sides. Now, just again, parenthetical remark. Are we violent and partisan? Are half the nation ha hates the other half of the nation? This is a visceral kind of responses we're getting out of this. Okay, going back to Madison. It would probably consist of the most heterogeneous characters. Would be the very focus of that flame, which is already too much heated men of all parties. Would no doubt contain individuals of insidious views, who under the mask of seeking alterations popular in some parts but inadmissible in other parts of the Union, might have a dangerous opportunity of sapping the very foundations of the fabric. Under all these circumstances, it seems scarcely to be presumable that the deliberations of the body could be conducted in harmony or terminate in the general good. Having witnessed the difficulties and dangers experienced by the first convention, which assembled under very every propitious circumstance, I should tremble for the result of a second. Meeting in the present temper of America and under all the disadvantages I have mentioned. That's the end of Madison's statement. Every single one of his concerns is magnified a hundredfold, at least, in the current political environment of the United States. When they, the people that are for this convention, they tell so many delusional lies. I mean, that we could review them point by point if time were uh, sufficient. But when they come to Utah, they want to do a balanced budget amendment. Okay, because they think Utahns are conservative, which they're not. But at any rate, a balanced budget amendment. So they sell that to the populace in Utah. In Hawaii, they sell the idea of getting rid of that pesky Second Amendment and canonizing the idea of abortion written into the Constitution so that it could never be denied. Or medical care for everybody, like Obamacare. They sing to the choir that they're selling to. And the fact of the matter is, if they say, oh, well, here, Let's just do it one vote, one state. There's more Republican states than there are Democrat. Really? So how did Biden get put in? And let's look at California then and say one vote, one state. Who's going to put up with that? Look at, um, for example, Wyoming. Wyoming has about 600,000 people. California has about 38 million people. If California got one vote and Wyoming got one vote, do you think the Californians are going to put up with that? I mean, that means that each... Uh, one of the citizens of Wyoming has like 63 times more power than, uh, than the uh, citizen of California. They're never going to put up with that. The very least you'll have is like, under the current configuration, divided up with voting based upon electoral college, which is a slight benefit to the smaller states. If they went with a pure democracy kind of thing, Wyoming's vote wouldn't even register on the scale. But if you had the Electoral College arrangement, 55 votes for California, one vote for, well, excuse me, three votes for Wyoming, who's going to hold, who holds the big votes? California, New York, Illinois, uh, let's say Florida. I mean, look at who has the big electoral counts. This stuff is just delusional that's happening. And, and Sam, I'm, I'm with you in this idea that we will have the right people on the stage when the Savior returns. If the Savior calls a convention, I'm all for it. But I am not for a convention called by a bunch of delusional people that are spinning the politics of this thing to get a political benefit. And honestly, right now, this is not a good century to call another convention. 
And, and uh, no well, century, by the, the way, no time. Even the founders realized if they were to do it again, they were even fearful they would fail, ladies and well, gentlemen. Well, at that Let's moment, it was clear. too risky. The too hand risky. of God was on this, ladies and gentlemen, this founding of America in preparation for the Savior and his return. All right. Let's obey the principles. Let's use the God-ordained, God-given formula. Uh, and let's prepare people for the Savior to return. Let's not play games with documents. Let's not pretend we can build a better mousetrap. Let's prepare the people and use, in my opinion, uh, the greatest constitution ever written to prepare a people, a moral and a religious people, to understand their God-given, God-ordained liberties. Let's not squander. Let's not equivocate. Let's double down in defense of the principles that created the greatest country on the face of the earth that can make us wonderful people, a people worthy of receiving Christ. The question is if we will. By the way, there's two great films to watch for Constitution Day or Constitution Weekend is what I would like to call it. Constitution Day being tomorrow, September the 17th, uh, a more perfect union. Uh, it's the 30th anniversary of the digital remaster of this. Uh, and you can also then watch in Miracles, or I'm sorry, Miracles in God We Trust, which is the second film. Miraclesingodwetrust.com. It's Ken Cromar's website. Both of those films are available, and they're really must-watch uh, films because they really bring back this idea that we believe in miracles in America, and miracles are what we need now to write the republic for sure. Uh, and then this idea, A More Perfect Union, a great film helping you understand what they went through, helping you understand what a miracle it was indeed to even come out of that convention uh, with the document that we did and with the understanding and the principles in place. And, and the founders even were worried, man, we better not go back. We don't dare uh, go back. It's too risky. It's, we're afraid we'll fail if we do. We know better. God had his hand on this. Let's accept the miracle for what it was and is and embrace it with all of our hearts, mights, minds, with all of our efforts, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what can make America great again, doctor. You know, well, we could we could review for hours probably. Well, people sometimes don't have the intensity of focus to do that kind of thing. But what the founders said about what it took to put this convention together and to bring it about, surely the hand of God, the finger of God, providence. I mean, they used different terminologies at different times as they talked about it. They even wrote about it in the Federalist Papers. Uh, James Madison, Federalist 37 comes to mind. But the fact of the matter is, um, we have Article 5. It's part of the process that's found in the Declaration of Independence, which says it's the right of the people to alter or abolish their government. And, and th th that was written in the Constitution, as, and it was a peaceful way to do it. Article 5 says, yeah, you can change it if it's wrong. And that's what George Washington said in his farewell address. Change it if it's wrong. He didn't say change it if we're not following it. He didn't say change it if uh, they're ignoring it or there's there's been some uh, un improper usurpations. No, he didn't say. Ch he says change it if it's wrong, and that's one thing the advocates of the Constitution Convention always seem to seem to fail to recognize. But my opinion is that uh, Article Six really has the solution for us right now. This oath to sustain and uphold the United States Constitution. The oath of office, the president takes a very specific one. There's been some 
uh, legislatively created uh, oaths that uh, everybody that holds office has to take, and it it says you're going to follow the Constitution. That's the bottom line. And as uh, was explained by Noah Webster in his definition of an oath, it, if you take an oath, it imprecates the vengeance of God if you don't follow it. That means it invites, it invites God to come and and just take you to task over the whole thing. And and so they take oaths, and they ignore them immediately and instantly. There's limits and bounds, there's checks and balances, there's separation of powers, there's delegation of authority, and there is limits that are established by enumeration of powers. It's all clearly spelled out. It's a magnificent the blueprints tapestry. there, ladies and gentlemen, it's easy to understand. Glenn Beck withdraws support for an Article 5 convention. He rejects a con-con, and good for Glenn for doing so. Two great films to watch for Constitution Week or Constitution Day, ladies and gentlemen. A More Perfect Union and Miracles in God We Trust. Miraclesingodwetrust.com to check out both of those films. And finally, next hour, we're going to double down and talk about two senators. One's Rand Paul, the other's Senator Ron Johnson. And they both have got some very critical information on the COVID battle the dishonesty and lies of your government in bed with the media, highlighting the truths and calling folks to account. I appreciate it being done in the, po the court of public opinion, which is great, but we need to prosecute these criminals um, because they really, I mean, we're beyond Nuremberg trial stuff. These people have literally created uh, a bioweapon in the release of COVID in the first place, and then in the release of the vaccines, another bioweapon. Uh, and people are dying with every single stance the government's taking, every single stance the mainstream press is taking, is literally bringing people to death and to serious illness with long-haul symptoms. And every move they're making seems to worsen the problem. And the evidence is coming out about what they've done, what they're doing, and what they are continuing to do, even flying in the face of the facts. We'll come back and talk about that next hour with Dr. Scott Bradley. I'm Sam Bushman, and we want you to really focus on Constitution Day tomorrow and Constitution Weekend to really double down. Take the time to understand our founding documents. Take the time to read the separation of powers, due process of law, the Bill of Rights. Take the time to understand that we, the people, have liberty on loan from God, if you will. It's on loan because if we violate the principles, we lose it. It's permanent if we keep the commandments of God Almighty. His justice and mercy can make up for any of our mistakes. But we got to repent. we got to turn to Jesus Christ, our only Savior, and realize it's God, not government, we should be turning to. And this Constitution weekend should be the time to double down on that understanding. God save the Republic of the United States of America. live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam, Sam Bushman live on your radio. This is the broadcast for September the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Tomorrow, the 17th is Constitution Day. 
Ladies and gentlemen, celebrate. Learn the supreme law of the land. Understand the checks and balances. Learn about due process. Learn about God-given ordained rights. Learn that we turn to government, not God. Government is a necessary evil. Understand that and learn how to chain down the bureaucrats with the Constitution. We've got a lot of work to do, folks, but this is an opportunity for you uh, to become part of the solution, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that's critical that you do so. By the way, watch The More Perfect Union. It's an incredible uh, movie highlighting what our founders went through uh, to protect the greatest country and create the greatest country on the face of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, Senator Rand Paul and Senator Ron Johnson are both doing a great job calling to account the lies regarding COVID. Rand Paul demands the truth from Anthony Fauci, and here is the audio of the exchange. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she if, she re- if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu. She right? should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it's, the be- it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. This is an ongoing question, and you know we've had ever-evolving opinions from you, Dr. Fauci. Currently, antibody surveys show that uh, 80% of children, approximately 80% of children, have had COVID, and yet there are no guidelines coming from you or anybody in the government to take into account their naturally acquired immunity. You seem quite certain of yourself in 2004, but in 2022, there's a lot less certainty. One of the things that we also know after looking at this for two to three years uh, is that the mortality uh, from COVID is very similar, if not less, than, than influenza. So when we look at this, we wonder, you know, why you seem to really embrace basic immunology back in 2004 and how you or why you seem to reject it now. Well, <clears throat> I don't uh, reject basic immunology, Senator. And I have never denied that there is importance of the protection following infection. However, as we have said many times, and as has been validated by the authorization of the, by the FDA through their committee and the recommendation by the CDC through their committee, that a vaccination following infection gives an added extra boost. And that film that you showed is really taken out of context. I believe that was when someone called in who had had a reaction to a vaccine and asked me through a telephone in the interview if they should get vaccinated again. So it was in the context of someone who had a reaction. As a matter of fact, Reuters fact check looked at that and said, Fauci's 2004 comments do not contradict his pandemic stance. Actually, words don't lie. If you look at the words behind me, we can go over them a little bit at a time. She doesn't need it because the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. It is true. It is true, Senator. It is a very potent way to protect. When you're trying to tell us that kids need a third or a fourth vaccine, 
are you including the variability or the variable of previous infection in the studies? No, you're not. Because when you have approved vaccines in recent times and the committees that have approved it for children don't report anything on hospitalization or death or transmission. They only report that if you give them the jab, they'll make antibodies. And you can give kids hundreds of jabs and they'll make antibodies every time, but that does not prove efficacy. So what you're doing is denying the very fundamental premise of immunology that previous infection does provide some sort of immunity. It's not in any of your studies. Almost none of your studies from the CDC or from the government have the variable of whether or not you've been previously infected. So let's look at adults. I've had three infections. Should I get a fourth one? If you're going to measure whether I get a fourth one, you need a, a category that has a fourth one in it. And you need one that has nothing in it, no vaccine or the fourth vaccine. But you also need to know whether they've been infected. If you ignore whether they've been infected, you're ignoring a vaccine, basically. So you're ignoring a variable. So what you're giving us is this, the, you decry, and people decry vaccine hesitancy. It's coming from the gobbledygook that you give us. You're not paying attention right. to the science. The very basic science is that previous infection provides a level of immunity. If you ignore that in your studies, if you don't present that in your committees, you're not being truthful or honest with us. Uh, Senator, if I might respond, I have never, ever denied fundamental immunology. In fact, I wrote the chapter in the textbook of medicine Is it any on the, fundamental any, any of the immunology. Any of the guidelines for vaccines, you know, do any of the guidelines for vaccines from the government include previous infection as something to base your decision-making on with vaccines? Do uh, any of the guidelines involve previous infection? That's why you're ignoring previous infection, because it doesn't involve any of the guidelines. And furthermore, we've been asking you, and you refuse to answer, whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I asked you last time, and what was your response? We don't have to tell you. We've demanded them through Freedom of Information Act, and what have you said? We're not going to tell you. But I tell you this, when we get in charge, we're going to change the rules, and you will have to divulge where you get your royalties from, from what companies, and if anybody on the committee has a conflict of interest, we're going to learn about it. I promise you that. Uh, Mr. Chair, can I I respond to that, please? So all they do is they debate if they can respond and they say, hey, you're both out of time and they shut it down. Uh, But Dr. Bradley, your thoughts? You know, Sam, we're two and a half years plus into this now. Okay, this facade, I call it the Fauci facade. I gave an address. Oh, in July about that and one back in April about it. But um, the fact of the matter is. This has been something that we have been saying all along. The censorship that's gone on to prevent the message from being spread widely has been abominable. Everything of openness, transparency has been shut down based upon big tech and big government and big pharma manipulating and controlling the narrative. Those of us that have been saying since literally March of 2020 the truth about these things have been shut down. There's, I mean, I, I, Mickey Willis is a guy that I have a lot of respect for that just came out with a new video uh, that uh, talks about ivermectin. It's the truth about ivermectin. I got deplatformed by YouTube 
uh, for this stuff about uh, trying to go with the real science that was behind something that that was going on in the nation that was destroying the economy that was destroying the the cause of liberty that was uh, basically undermining everything we hold sacred cost tens of thousands maybe millions of lives and um, and guys like Fauci are facilitating it uh, Rand Paul really makes some excellent points it's very narrow in its focus and what he said about this idea of immunology and everything like that but it points out the fact that the falsehood is there it's much wider than what Rand Paul has brought out I really truly look for a full exposure I'm, I'm concerned that it won't happen until you know the sins of everyone is shouted from the housetops and Fauci is recognized for the debauched individual that he is and uh, the exposure of the efforts of the tyrants to destroy everything that we hold sacred is brought together when the Savior returns. I, I'm concerned that usually the delivery of, of full measures of truth is, rarely happens, but, but truly it needs to happen. You say, well, we're beyond a Nuremberg trial. I don't know. Uh, Nuremberg trials, uh, yeah, let's change it from a, a global kind of world court to a, a court held under U.S. jurisprudence with the evidentiary requirements and the uh, due process and things that happen are supposed to happen, I guess I should say, in U.S. courts. I would like to see Fauci. I would like to see the, the drug manufacturers. I would like to see this exposed in a uh, non-emotional court case that, that peels the onion on, on what has been done to this nation and literally the world. I mean, where do we want to go with this? Do we want to look at the VAERS report where the yeah, we got a lot on this, thousands and, and thousands of deaths. And what you need okay. to understand about this, Dr. Bradley, uh, when I say you, I mean the American people, not necessarily you. Look, the reason that uh, Rand Paul was so narrow in his scope is to h hardcore force uh, answers and to make sure that the American people can understand the details uh, that are focused on. Uh, so I think that, that, that Rand wants to, you know, deal with this a lot more broadly as well. But he's got to kind of keep the people with him. Uh, he's got to force uh, the discussion to be very simple because, uh, you know, what happens is Fauci tries to act like, oh, that was out of context. Well, it wasn't out of context because if it was, then um, how come you are saying vaccines create immunity and so does natural immunity create even a greater immunity? And you say you agree with that, Fauci, but yet that's in none of your studies? Uh, how does that work? So that's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, we'll get to the more on this. We've got Ron Johnson coming up, who's done a great job as well. We'll brief you on it all in seconds with Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2,000mules.com. 2,000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. 
Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. When I say we're beyond the Nuremberg trials, I don't mean that we're beyond it, meaning it's too late to conduct them or that we're, you know, forget about them. What I mean by we're beyond it, I mean the case is much worse than the Nuremberg trials reality was. Huh. We need Nuremberg trials uh, on steroids is the point. When I say we're beyond, it doesn't mean skip it. It, it means we're way worse, far worse uh, in the Fauci facade. Well, I believe that Rand Paul handed Fauci's head to him. He kept saying senator, uh, which I understand because he's a senator. But I, uh, the reason that uh, Fauci's doing that is to kind of act like he's just some Joe senator that doesn't really have a clue. Look, Rand Paul's a doctor, too. Uh, so, you know, if we're going to say Dr. Fauci, we should say Dr. Uh, Paul in this context uh, as well, if we're going to be honest and fair. But Senator Ron Johnson did a phenomenal job as well dr bradley i want to get to this and have you comment on this as well he says this biden lied to americans about covid vaccine big tech executives silent when asked by senator johnson if they would censor president's misinformation art moore uh, wrote the article for wnd.com uh, and in a senate hearing executives for social media giants were speechless when they were asked if they should censor Joe Biden for claiming people who get vaccinated, listen, claiming people who get vaccinated with COVID-19 vaccinations will not go to the hospital and will not die. Now, while uh, Ron Johnson was asking this in the Senate hearing, Ron was citing data and putting it on the screen in this video, data from England showing that 63.5% of the COVID deaths were among the fully vaccinated. All right. So think about that. Then Johnson continues. We'll get to that in a second. But here's the soundbite, the exchange, if you will, or the speech um, in Congress that Ron Johnson gave in the Senate. Here it is. Oh, man. You don't have that? All right. I'll, I'll, 
I'll try to find this really quick. Uh, Dr. Bradley, what do you think as I set this up for you? <laughs> well, I will, I will say this about that, if you will. Uh, we have been told lies, lies, and more darned lies about this. What we have had uh, in this entire COVID thing has been sound bites, uh, marketing sound bites, I guess I could call them, out of the companies that uh, stood to win the most financially uh, by the development and, s and sale of this. Uh, safe and effective indeed. <laughs> the short, brief interval that happened between the beginning of the process that was run called Warp Speed by Donald Trump and it's bringing together the uh, uh, the final delivery of the jab was there was no time whatsoever to determine whether they were safe or effective. If you got the jab and you didn't pass out or die within 15 minutes, I guess it's safe and it's effective. But everything that's happened since then, everything has demonstrated the lie that safe and effective was. The people that were promoting that were simply giving sound bites from the pharma companies. Churches, or whether it was businesses, or whether it was governments, it was a it was simply a created, fabricated aura of safety and effectiveness that had never been proven, never been tested, and we're finding now with the evidence that's coming out, the VAERS, the reports we could talk about, how many tens of thousands are documented as having died with that. The number should be, uh, probably the best number to multiply it by is is 41. I mean, it's so underreported. And, and back in 76 when they had 22 deaths, 1976 they had 22 deaths off of the flu shot they had, they pulled it. We are in literally in a global environment, millions of deaths. It is this. insane, ladies and gentlemen, and how many of those people in the media and how many of those people uh, in these scientific or, you know, whatever you want to call it, scientists' roles have literally contributed to deaths by their actions uh, is really one of Ron Johnson's point. Um, in order for Cameron to play sound bites, folks, I have to get them to him first, just so you know. <laughs> and I didn't do that, and so he didn't have it. It's my fault. It's there now, and he's got it. Here's Senator Ron Johnson in this hearing. So obviously this is just this was published, and they were publishing other similar information during that time period when President Biden lied to the American public that this was a pandemic of the unvaxxed, and if you got vaccinated, you're not going to get, you're not going to go to the hospital, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. Well, 63.5% of the people fully vaccinated were dying in England at the exact same time. Why didn't you pull this? Have you ever labeled the President of the United States' comment as, a, as misinformation? Have you ever done that? Any of you, I'll take that as a no. So again, I, I'm just wondering who are the authorities, who do you think you are to censor information from eminently qualified doctors who had the courage and compassion to treat COVID patients when the NIH guideline was basically, if you, get if you test positive for COVID, COVID, go home, be afraid, isolate yourself, don't do anything until you're so sick We'll send you to the hospital. We'll give you remdesivir, where we have 1,600 deaths so far. We'll put you on a vent and we'll watch you die. 
you guys bear a fair, fair amount of responsibility for hundreds of thousands of people not being treated, and I would say probably dying that didn't have to die. Hope you're proud of yourselves. Dr. Bradley. Well, it, Johnson's position is understated. <laughs> I mean, I'm absolutely, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I mean, he is, has, he was bringing some things to the forefront. But the, the situation is a thousand times worse. I'm, I, I don't know the number. It's, it's beyond comprehension what has been created by turning this over to a bunch of political hacks that were lapdogs to the pharma industry and large institutions kowtowed to this, made public announcement, made not just public announcement, they made policy. They made requirements. You take this jab or you lose your job. You take this jab or you don't attend church. You wear the face mask, whatever you've got. All of this stuff is appalling to me. And uh, there were some of us. I mean, the first week in March 2020, I gave a 28-minute TV interview to the largest media footprint in the state of Utah. They probably the largest, but probably least credible. If for in fact, if you're willing to do research based upon their biased reporting, they used nine seconds of my interview on a six-minute segment that they did on television. They spent the entire six minutes trying to convince everybody. This is March of 2020, the beginning, if you will, of a recognition of what they called a pandemic that we're going to have to go with mandatory vaccines in violation of everything. But it got worse because every institution went along with it. The government, the churches, the businesses, they fired people. They excluded people. They destroyed the economy. Deaths occurred, not just because of the, the jab, but because of the uh, isolation, the discouragement, the depression, the suicides, the drug abuse, the alcohol abuse the issues of spouse and children abuse, all of these kinds of things happened because they were unwilling to let the truth be known. The openness of this, it was closed down, shut down. Big Tech did this across the board. I was deplatformed on YouTube for speaking what is now known openly as the truth. And now, here's what's interesting. I, I was kicked off of Twitter because I took a life site news article along with an Israeli news article. They both said the same thing, which was in Israel, elderly people are dying in greater numbers from the vaccines than they were the COVID uh, illness itself. And I highlighted that and got kicked off Twitter. They said, Sam, if you take that down, we'll put you back up. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. Well, now you have an analysis of Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccine trials by a British medical journal editor, Dr. Peter uh, Dashi, not to mention other medical scientists who have all found that the mRNA shots are more likely to land a recipient in the hospital than to provide protection from a severe adverse reaction or event. Now listen to this. Um, British government data indicates that those who have got the uh, Pfizer boosters or the whatever boosters, they're twice as likely to be hospitalized as those who have not gotten the boosters. So now we have more studies coming out proving what I said back then that they shut me down over. It's shocking. 
but the truth is coming out. The question for the good doctor on the other side, Dr. Scott Bradley, um, is this all rhetoric or will there be real accountability for this? That's the question. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. U.S. Federal Judge Raymond Deary has been chosen to become the special master and represent both sides in the Department of Justice, President Trump documents dispute. Countless mourners waited for hours Thursday in a line that stretched almost five miles across London for a chance to spend a few minutes filing past Queen Elizabeth II's coffin. The Biden administration for two years has ignored the invasion of illegal immigrants flooding the U.S.-Mexico border. Millions of people have entered the United States under Biden's watch, and lawmakers in Washington, D.C. don't really seem to care. That was until a plane load of these people entering the United States illegally ended up in Martha's Vineyard. New York City, and Chicago, Illinois. They're being sent by border state governors to allow lawmakers to share the burden of such an invasion. Well, it worked. Just about every talking head has an opinion now. Florida Democrat Bill Keating on mainstream media's CNN. Well, it was using taxpayer money for chartered jets and reportedly his own video photographer to, to capture this for his own political benefit, uh, taking advantage of... Uh, women and children, men, uh, who didn't know where they were going. Americans and illegal immigrants continue to die from the unsecure border. The surge of drugs into our country and immigrants drowning, attempting to cross the raging Rio Grande River, has many leaders looking the other way. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis tells President Biden to do his job. Now, what would be the best is for Biden to do his damn job and secure the border. The Chiefs beat the Chargers 27-24 in the first all-streaming Thursday night football game on Amazon's Prime Video last night. A stunning image of Comet Leonard breakup wins top astronomy photography prize of 2022 at the National Maritime Museum in Greenwich, UK. USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Ron Johnson breaking it down, doing a very good job highlighting that they all censor Donald Trump. None of them are censoring Joe Biden. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Joe Biden is literally peddling disinformation. Um, you know what? 
these doctors are heroes for standing up. But the fact is, hey, it's a lie saying if you get the vaccine, you won't die. In fact, your chances of dying have increased. All right. Think about this latest headline. British government data now indicates adults ages 40 to 74 years old who have received an mRNA booster shot are twice as likely to be hospitalized as those who haven't recently been boosted. And the analysis of Pfizer and Moderna by British Medical Journal Journal says, hey, you're likely to go to the hospital because of the vaccine, because of the booster. Think about that and what our government has told us in bed with the media. Uh, Dr. Bradley, the truth is coming out. Will anybody be accountable? Oh, I hope so. Well, they will ultimately. The ultimate judge will hold them accountable. Uh, the problem we've got is is that there has been cover given to everybody every step of the way. Where do you start? I mean, Donald Trump with his uh, um, warp speed thing that, that violated every principle of uh, limited government in the United States, the seizure of of industry and the creation of ventilators and all this kind of stuff in a protocol that absolutely was a death sentence. Going on a vent almost assured that. The idea of the the uh, protocols that were brought forth by by medical companies and medical organizations uh, that uh, deliver healthcare all across the nation. I mean, the, the idea that the rendezvous was the first line of defense which, when it had been proven clinical studies long before this COVID thing hit, that, that it, it really was a deadly poison. Uh, this idea of churches standing forth and denying the God-given right of worship because uh, of some government uh, request that was made. We started worshiping at the altar of COVID people in our churches. We, we Our new saviors became pharma companies and physicians and researchers and politicians and and, and we, we called them saviors. We had prayed for their benefits and everything. What we're finding is the truth is beginning to come out. Legislatures, Utah legislature, gave coverage, gave immunity, if you will, to anybody on the COVID issue. And, and it's they don't have the right to do that. We believe that people are to be held responsible for their actions. They Declaration of Independence declares that about the king. The Constitution declares it about those that hold office. The American way is What they is do the is they deny our redress of grievance uh, guaranteed uh, in the Bill of Rights. Absolutely. Right? The Utah legislature did that unquestionably. Fools. Everyone that voted for that despicable coverage that they had. I am absolutely appalled. I know, yes, indeed, there will be a final a judge that uh, examines all of our actions and in accordance with truth and, and everything else like that. But right now, I am extremely frustrated that every level of institutional should have been trustworthy, whether it was the media or the uh, government or the churches or the, um, uh, the industries that were responsible to help bring things forth, have lied through their teeth about this. Now, it's ignorance. Or were they deceived, or are they deceivers? I guess that is probably one of the categories that everyone will put into ultimately. But well, the, the way we can know is what they do out. when the truth is discovered. As the truth comes out, what they do will tell you the answer to those questions, right? 
I th I really do believe it. I think that there there's a big shout out to be given of apology. I I truly believe, and and it's kind of like why would a church do that? I mean, maybe they want to regain some of their credibility or something like that. But think about this for a minute. By saying we weren't inspired enough by God to do the right thing, uh, where does that leave us on all the other things? So you're not going to see big institutional apologies. I don't believe you're going to see it because too much credibility is at stake. It it undermines their future uh, credibility, and, and honestly, I think they're too cowardly to do it. So the only way I for them to the only way for them to have me regain trust in any of these institutions is if they do back away, do 180, apologize, admit when they were wrong. Yes, it erodes trust in them a little bit going forward, but trust can be restored over time. If you never admit to the crime or never admit wrongdoing or never admit a dereliction in duty or whatever you want to say, I can never trust you because you haven't even come to the knowledge uh, of the wrong before. What is at least uh, recoverable over time? If you're honest well, and true they, and right and good. But the other one is not even fixable, doctor. Right. I mean, anybody with a uh, with more than a half a brain can say, wait a minute, they were wrong on this. The, the evidence that's coming out is unassailable. And, and what they did is intolerably wrong. And, and I, it, it's kind of like, to me, it's like... Uh, a big lawsuit comes out, and the uh, the person that was really guilty does not admit any guilt, but they pay a bazillion dollar fine. Okay, well, they they haven't come clean, they haven't corrected it. My admonition would be let's let's kind of straighten this out, be honest and honorable about this, and say yeah we were deceived. I mean if if your organization was deceived, say yeah we were deceived. We, we listened to the experts that, that were telling us this, and, and we made a decision that was wrong, and we want to do what we can to correct it. I mean, that's the whole process of repentance. If, if people are repentant, if an if a unfaithful act occurs or a theft occurs or, or some violence occurs, you try and correct whatever you possibly can, and, and then you go forward. But, but the people right now are ducking and covering the people that are in the institutions that did this thing, at the very best, are giving it the silent treatment. And But the evidence is mounting, and I believe that we have yet to see the full outcome. I believe that we will become overwhelmed. We don't know how many things like fertility issues, sudden death things that happen, autoimmune system problems, long-term uh, disabilities that come out of this thing. Think about if the next generation has difficulty having children? How why, how do you possibly correct that? If if the people that have obtained this institutionally encouraged jab, and it's not just one institution, it's across almost all of the major ones, if if they can't if they can't have children, how do you correct it? The next generation, how do you correct the fact that you cannot have that little baby in your arms and raise them and to have them live a full and, and uh, productive life as an artist or a great inventor or as, a, as, as someone that just it brings joy to other people. What have you stopped by your complicit actions in regard to something that really and truly was a money-making scheme?
billions of Amen. dollars have been made. Without question. I have a little bit of good news. It's very strange news, but good news. Here's the headline. The U.S. Navy has quietly removed what they call Trident Order Number 12. That's an order that prohibits Navy SEALs from training, deploying, and conducting standard business should they choose to claim religious exemption for COVID-19 vaccines. Okay, here's what happened. They withdrew this mandate in May. But they never told the other legal teams that have been fighting this battle uh, that it was done. So we just found out about this. But the bottom line is they quietly removed this. And they say, hey, SEALs don't have to have a vaccine and can use religious exemptions. Uh, What's left now is what's going to happen. Oftentimes the government admits defeat pulls something back, and then it rears its ugly head somewhere else. But at least it's some good news that, hey, they retracted this knowing that they don't have authority to violate religious rights and knowing full well that this would come out in court and be a big media spectacle, so they literally caved on it early and didn't tell anyone. This just proves we're over the target, doctor. Well, there's no question about that, and I've been saying from day one there's enough of us out there to starve them out. And and, uh, explaining that is that Okay, so we don't comply. The nurses and doctors do not go get the jab. Okay, so what do they do? Shut down the hospital? The hospital says, wait, wait, wait. Oh, you must have misunderstood. Wait, oh, you don't have to be vaccinated to come to this hospital or to be a, an employee. Uh, the, oh, you want oh, you want to do business with us? Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, you don't have to comply to our mandate. And the, and the Navy SEALs are a specialized group of employees, okay? They have special skills that they've spent millions of dollars training. I, I think back even 50-some years ago, the training I got, they, they used to tell us how much it was worth for whatever value it was to me. They starved them out. They knew they could not survive if these guys held fast. And that's what and we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. We need to keep over the target and keep battering on this. The truth shall make us free, and we can create accountability. We can demand that these people are prosecuted for criminal activity. Hey, by the way, do you guys know who Maisie Hirono is? Huh? Maisie Hirono? We'll talk about her in seconds. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. This is an insane article, ladies and gentlemen, written by a guy by the name of Jordan Boyd. And here's how it is. Democratic Senator Maisie Hirono calls for literal violence against pro-lifers is the headline. Now, here's the deal. Um, Hirono is the first elected female senator from Hawaii ever. She's also the first, quote, Asian American woman elected to the Senate. She's also the first U.S. Senate or senator that was born in Japan, and she's also the nation's first Buddhist senator, ladies and gentlemen. Well, she's whacked out and calling for violence. Um, here's what's fascinating. They claim the January 6th people that were peacefully there, uh, you know, peacefully giving a speech or whatever, um, not doing anything wrong, but we're at the Capitol. They're guilty of all these crimes, right? Now, this senator literally calling for violence, literally. Listen carefully to her speech. Here it is. When I hear my colleagues talking about how, you know, it should be states' rights or uh, government should not be telling us what to do, the word hypocrites, it doesn't even go far enough to call them out on what they're doing. This is an outright attack on women in this country. That is how I see it. That is how more and more women and those who support our right to make decisions about our own bodies. That is how we see it. And why? <laughs> because that's what's happening. Madam President, I yield the floor, but clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms in our country. Literally, it's a call to arms, doctor. I don't know how we can make it more literal than her saying a literal call to arms. She's off well, her rock crazy, doctor. The double standard or whatever you want to call it, the two-tiered justice system, whatever. Uh, you know, you got Kamala Harris out there saying, we got to take this battle to the streets. You know, this woman calling to arms and, the, you know, it, it, where's that going to go? I mean, this literally is a, um, an attempt to bring violence to the, to the nation. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where she's not very articulate, first of all, and, and she's, uh, she poorly makes her points in every instance. And so she's run out of arguments, and she's saying basically they've got to resort to violence. And all of the logic, reason, and intelligence that's behind uh, her isn't there. I mean, it's, it's, she's an empty suit. So uh, the, the decision that was made in the Supreme Court about abortion, the United States government had no position of authority to act in the manner that they did since 1973. That decision is not discussed at all by her. She simply wants to kill, tell people to go out and kill other people or injure them somehow because they want to be able to kill their babies. It, it's, it's 
totally uh, fallacious reasoning. But uh, nobody's calling her out on it. It's one of those things where she's I a am. woman. Yeah, you are. I know. But, uh, I think somebody needs to uh, literally, uh, you know what? She's dangerous to society, though. A senator using that clout as a senator on the floor, literally calling for arms, literal arms. Those aren't my words. Those are hers. I reject this notion, folks. We don't need we need to think outside the gun here for a minute. We need to stand on principle and turn to God and repent. We need to think. So I'm preaching think outside the gun. She's literally calling for arms. And your government's saying, Sam, you're a fake news terrorist. And I'm going, what the heck? People are starting to see the truth. As they get desperate, the contrast gets wider, doctor. It does. And that's where I was kind of going with this. I mean, she's given a pass because she's a woman, a woman that was born in Japan, a woman that's a Buddhist, a woman that... uh, uh, represents the uh, the perspective of uh, an agenda that's that's being the pro-murder march. Exactly. But all of that stuff, it gets her a pass. But the fact of the matter is, I've always said we judge people not by any of those other superficial criteria, race, religion, uh, national origin, any of that stuff, we, we judge based upon principles. And the principles she's espousing are destructive of everything Americanist. And so that's one you can judge and put in the bin that says this is an un-American action that is seeking the overthrow of the liberty of the land and will ultimately and uh, finally result in very, very bad things upon this nation. So it's it's pretty easy to judge these kind of things. Amen. Put all the power the, of the ballot all box. The, issues. the power of the ballot box, ladies and gentlemen, the checks and balances, the rule of law, the proper rule of government, uh, peace, repentance, change, think outside the gun. Those are the real answers, folks. But what they want to do is bait you into actions that they can then lord over you and give you the blame for. Don't fall uh, for their arming us and, and, and going to a civil war or taking hostile, violent action. <clears throat> Don't fall for their lies. That's what they're trying to bait us or goad us into so that then they can put, put you know pin the tail on the donkey, the blame on us while they have their way with us in a tyrannical, abusive situation. Don't allow it. But by the way, we're getting more and more and more homeless, not to mention illegals all across the country. And we see this in San Francisco. It's at a critical mass scenario. Headline says San Francisco, California. Residents are preparing to leave the city after frustrating is frustration is growing due to homelessness and public safety. That's according to a poll. Uh, by what they call Next, uh, or SF Next at the Daily Caller, they say approximately two-thirds of respondents say the city has gone downhill since they moved there, with 70% saying that it's unlikely the conditions will improve over the next three years. Nearly 40% say they're going to be moving out of the city as fast as they can. Those most likely to leave the city are between the ages of 18 and 34 years old, with 54% say they're preparing to leave the city, the new poll shows. Between April 2020 and July 2021, listen, 20% of San Francisco residents between the ages of 25 and 29 already left the city. Homelessness was ranked as the top problem with respondents saying public safety is the biggest issue Unaffordable housing is second. 
Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I guess the uh, the homelessness is the problem, number one. Public safety is number two. And then the uh, ever-increasing cost on affordability of housing is number three. And finally, roughly 60% of respondents said that racism is the reason or at least a factor of why the problems cannot be solved in the city, the poll stated. Bottom line, you've got a meltdown in these liberal cities like you've never seen before, doctor. They're full of violence, full of homelessness, now full of illegals, and they're just absolutely, all their policies over the last 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever, 50 years, it's now all coming to roost. They've literally destroyed and governed into destruction these places and I believe it was intentional with the communist goal of overthrowing the United States, Dr. Bradley. Well, there's there's so much uh, that could be talked about about that thing. This is, you know, as they say, California is kind of a leading indicator about where we're going. And what we're seeing in California is the, the Gavin Newsom uh, tyranny that's, that's unfolding. But some of the major metropolitan areas like San Francisco, uh, Seattle could be another one. It's not in California, but some of the left coast um, uh, big met, uh, Marxist cities are finding that that really they're kind of becoming a po- post-apocalyptic kind of city. I mean, uh, you think about those the movies that have been made over the years with uh, Mad Max and and all those kind of things that are presented. That's shaping up there, and you say, how could that happen? I mean, San Francisco is a beautiful city. I mean, I started going there in the 1960s. And uh, and it is it is really imploded, and uh, I've been in war zones in some of these big cities. And if you haven't been to some, you cannot believe the human feces on the streets, the uh, the the tent cities that are springing up everywhere, uh, all along the freeways and in parking lots and in and vacant lots and in you know parking strips along the things. I mean, it, it really does look like something that you would see in. Um, the refugee camps that are happening around the world as, as uh, violence dislocates populations. Uh, the drug abuse, the, uh, the, the crime, the, the violence, uh, you could go on and on and on and on about this thing, but I believe too that it is, it is by design. I believe that it's uh, uh, an abandonment of everything Americanist. Uh, the, the communist planks are being implemented there and the, uh, what's happening is the productive uh, people that, that have been the backbone of society and, and the, the f- source of revenue and everything else like that, they're migrating out. They're going to vote with their feet. and uh, There won't be a, uh, a structure there. I mean, who's going to continue to flush the toilet when, there's, when the water systems are failed because there's nobody maintaining the sewer lines? I mean, come on, people. And uh, it's it's just basically, like I say, becoming a post-apocalyptic kind of city. And and maybe you sound oh you're overstating it right now. I don't I don't know how long it's going to take to get to those, you know, newspapers blowing in the streets with the uh, the zombies walking around. I um, used to live there uh, for a long time, not directly in San Francisco, but in the Bay Area, and it was a wonderful place to live. And I used to, I grew up in Southern California. It was a wonderful place to live. But nowadays, people that I know that are there say, you know what, don't come back. We don't even go into the heart of San Francisco anymore. We don't go into the heart of Oakland or, or some of these places anymore. It's too dangerous. Uh, it's too violent. It's too, um, uh, you know, there's crime everywhere. It's just not even, we don't even go there. It's just not a safe place uh, to be. We're starting to see this in more and more and more cities in America uh, as America is destroyed literally from within by betrayers from within. 
And by the lack of understanding that we need to turn to God Almighty and repent, we cannot do this the godless way. It will never work. God, family, and country is the key to success. The supreme law of the land should be the political religion of the nation. Ladies and gentlemen, this Constitution Day tomorrow, September 17th, please watch A More Perfect Union. Please watch Miracles in God We Trust. Um, these films will really help you understand the critical juncture we're at in America and provide guidance of what you can do uh, to make a difference. You know what? You can focus on God, family, and country. You can turn to God. You can understand our founding documents and insist on our servants and their obedience there, too. You can make a difference, folks, just a little bit from a lot of people. You know what? A lot of people make heavy loads light, if you will, and that's the hope that's the future. That's the plea we have for you today as we peacefully think outside the gun. Different from some of your senators, I might add. As we peacefully encourage you to think outside the gun. Uh, but you know what? When all said and done, God wins, Dr. Bradley. Let's not forget that either. 235th anniversary tomorrow of the signing of the United States Constitution, the most magnificent document that has given us the great and wonderful land our, pay, our path and our trail back is well marked. We can go there. It just takes some effort and understanding, and uh, we can restore this great nation, and we don't have to lose it to those uh, that have the, the vile interests they have in heart that they're shouting from the rooftops right now. We would encourage all Americans to pray, repent, and act as we stand with God Almighty and keep his commandments as the culture war continues to unfold and as we prepare people to wait for our Savior Jesus Christ to return, which I testify he will. And in that glorious day, people will be free. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.